Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Oh, hallelujah. Keep clapping. Do it better for Jesus. Oh, keep clapping. What a powerful time in God's presence. I believe the power of God is coming through for you and it's saving you in Jesus' name. The Bible says he sent his word and delivered us from our destructions. I believe as you listen to the word of God today, God is delivering you in Jesus' mighty name. Shout a big amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This testimony says deliverance from an accusation. About 12 years ago, I received an untruthful word of accusation that was spoken to me about um, spoken to me by someone who later showed himself clearly to be an agent of Satan. That means the thing was serious. Since then, that seed poisoned my entire life. I lived in intimidation and fear of doing anything that would cause the accusation to seem true. At a point, I began to be depressed. When I was driving on the road, I would consider driving into a tanker. But one morning recently, as Prophet led the prayers at the flow prayer meeting, Prophet began to lead us to pray about intimidation and fear. I lay down on the floor of my room and cried out to God. When I got up, I sensed that God has delivered me from that evil seed. I'm sharing this testimony to give God praise and also to seal my freedom. I'm delivered. Hallelujah. I believe God's power is saving us. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have in your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Wherever you are, you may be seated in your house, but sit up. Don't lie down, please. Don't lie down. Every sitting, please. It's Sunday and we are having church. Hallelujah. Now you'll find out that you can be even more busy during the pandemic. No time for so many things. And you can find out that you can be even more spiritual than when you used to physically go to church. Yes. You can pray more and have more time with God. Read more things that you never used to read. There are so many books there that you want to read, but you never read them. I, sp- I, took, I told one man of God to read. I told them all to read a book. And he read and he said, he, as if he has never read the book. And he was blessing him. I myself have have gone to take some of my oldest books that I read 25 years ago. And they are blessing me so much. It's like I'm restarting my ministry. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to become more more of everything in in the lockdown instead of finishing. Amen. Amen. So, we are going to pray for just a minute or two and also take an offering. But I want you to listen. Genesis 26. He says, there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Alright? So, Isaac went to Abimelech to the king. And the Lord appeared to him and said, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land 
which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee, for unto thee and to thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear to thy to Abraham your father. And I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my laws. Amen. Amen. And in verse 6, Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Or Isaac obeyed uh, God. Amen. So, there was a famine. Now, what we are experiencing right now is like a famine, like a crisis that overwhelms everybody. A crisis that affects everyone. When there's a famine, it affects everybody, including the king. In the Bible, you see when there were famines, the king was also affected. Although he may be the last person to eat the last piece of bread. It still affects him because it's sweeping and it's overwhelming. So it spreads and it affects even the palace. So as you can see, the situation that we are in now, churches are not meeting. Most countries um, most countries are on lockdown. Some are trying to come force their way out of it because it's so, it, it really affects so many other things. Um, that we are in a same, the similar situation that Isaac was in. Okay, now God has something to say about everything. That's the whole point. God told Isaac, stay here. He was just about to travel. He was just about to try and resolve the situation by doing something that he thought was wise. Because when there was a famine, then the next thing is go to Egypt. But God told him in verse 2, don't go to Egypt. It's just like all the problems in Africa. You have people trying to leave Africa to go to Europe, America, and all the places we know where there's some more prosperity, etc., etc. All right? Now, but God said, don't go there. Don't go there. Stay here. So God has something to say. That's the whole point I'm trying to make, that God has something to say about everything. So if you think that in this crisis, pandemic, uh, God has nothing to say for you, for you to do, what not to do, not true. God has something to say to you and to me. And if you notice, if you've been joining our prayer meetings, joining the different services, and listening to the word of God, and even praying yourself, you, you find out that God speaks to you. When Jesus went to pray in the mountain, the Bible says that uh, Elijah and Moses appeared to Jesus and spoke to him about what he must accomplish in Jerusalem. So God always speaks to you when you pray about what you must accomplish. All right? So, now, when God spoke to him, and I want you to listen to God speaking to you, the Bible says that in verse 12, because from verse 6, you actually need to jump to verse 12. Because in between, it's something to do with his marriage. But in verse 12, the Bible says, Isaac sowed. Then Isaac sowed in the land that God said he shouldn't leave. All right? And received in the same year 
where God told him to stay a hundredfold, which in a famine you not expect a hundredfold increase. Now in Ghana, we've been expecting rain, but it's been dry. So it's like that's one of the things that sparks famines as well. It just started raining today. We don't know how long it's going to last. All right? Now, in the famine, when the ground is hard, there's no water, nothing works. So Isaac sowed in the land during that time. And everything worked. So people get surprised when you obey God and things work out for you. Amen. And that's what's going to be your testimony from now. You're going to be somebody who listens. And I think this pandemic should teach us to listen to God. Amen. Amen. Now, what happened after God blessed him? Verse 13. And the man works great. So you become great when you listen to God and you do what God says. The man works great. And then number two, I mean, waxing great in a famine. You know, the family should have become smaller, but he became great. Are you listening? Yes. Yes. Then he went forward. Bible says, and went forward. So during the pandemic, should have gone backward. Everything should have gone backward. But in the famine, Isaac went forward. This is what happens when you listen to God. And you obey the word of God and you believe God's word even if it doesn't make sense. All right? And then he grew. (laughs) These are non pandemic activities. (laughs) But Isaac grew during the pandemic until he became very great. So, this verse, Genesis 26 and verse 13, is the summary. You know, Isaac doesn't have many chapters. I think he has just one chapter in the Bible dedicated to him. The rest, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Isaac is the shortest. You know, he just has one little chapter dedicated and it's 26. Do you see? But this verse summarizes Isaac's life of obedience. His father was obedient and he was also obedient. Do you see? And he obeyed God in the famine. That's, that's his achievement. He obeyed God in the famine. You get it? That's what he did. Abraham tried to kill Isaac. And that was his achievement. You know, obedience. Isaac's achievement was to stay in the famine and obey God. And it resulted in a verse which, if it was applied to you, you'd be very happy. A man works great. And went forward and grew until he became very great. Four sections in the famine. And this is what happens to you when you obey God. Amen. And verse 14 um, says, For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. So you'll be envied during the pandemic. You'll be envied. People will be jealous of you and say, Hey, Charlie, well, we are all growing lean and you are prospering. Huh? Yeah, you see, things seem to be getting okay for you. 
All right. So, brothers and sisters, wherever you are, I want us to, you know, I, 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 I want to, you to know that disobeying God is the beginning of all curses. And obeying God is the beginning of all blessings. So, let us decide to really obey the Lord. So, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to let us at this time give an offering. But before we give the offering, everyone watching, every watching, listen. I want us to pray for something that God will, will let us be like someone who has a hook in your heart. God pulls. He pulls you here, you go. He pulls you here, you go. Anywhere he pulls, he pulls you up, you go up. Pulls you to the side, you go. Like, he's controlling you, your life. Would you like God to control your life? I would like God to control my life. I think I feel safest. You know, a long time ago in my Christian life, I, I, I realized that thinking is not necessary. Thinking is not necessary. I should just flow with God. Yeah. So when people ask me, what's your vision? I, I, it's so funny to me. Vision of what? I'm trying to obey God. That's all. Vision of where? To go where? To achieve what? By just trying to follow God, I have achieved more than many people. If you were to take only one aspect of my ministry, just one part, you would you, see. So, I don't have a vision. My vision, and I wish you would have that vision too. That God should hook you. Huh? And then he just pulls. Here, here. It doesn't even have to pull. You just, you sense a little pressure on this side. Or you just flow there. That's what we call, uh, 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 what is it? Power steering. You don't need a lot of explanation to know that you are supposed to go left. A lot of meetings to know that you're going right. God should control it with power steering. It's just a tap like this. You see a big truck with an old lady driving it. Just turn like this and the whole thing is moving that way. Are you watching what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's let every standing please. I want us to pray for just a couple of minutes. This is not a prayer meeting, but just I feel let's pray that God should take control of our lives. We are not praying about our money. We are praying about our flow with God, that we should be this type of Christian and believer who is controlled by God. The Lord is my shepherd. You become like a sheep to a shepherd. Lift every hand, holy hands. Lord, take our life. Take my life. That's the meaning of that song. Take my life. Yes. Take my life. Let it be yes, dedicated. Dedicated. <laughs> Radie komosa mudenko tane zombre diako teme vilamo sampo pekeriaka lukaliamo senjo veleliama matoka falina zobra diatane lembanto zande leme kuatoka faradi andababa le show paradi adus me kontana maya vinde brosa vinde brosa andalababara diandolo mokosha andalababa radakia toko peredi andalababa ivalu akoste peredi andalababa 
Father, yes. thank you yes. for your blessing. Yes. Thank you for the example of Isaac. Yes, Jesus. We will trust in you ma, 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 and follow you. Yes. We love you. We love you. Lord. And we thank you. And in we Jesus' thank you. name. Yes. Amen. Amen. to 
Raining for you when I'm just 16. Raining for you, raining for you when I'm just 16. When Uzziah was 16 years old, he began to reign in Israel. He reigned in Israel for 52 long years. Uzziah listened to his mother. He did what was right in the sight of God. Ooh, yeah. He walked in the ways of his father. I know I'm not too young, too young to reign for you. I want to reign as a king for Jesus. Jesus, I am ready to be a priest for you. Thank you for calling me, for calling me so young. Reigning for you, reigning for you when I'm just 16. Oh yeah, reigning for you, reigning for you when I'm just 16. Uzziah sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Uzziah fought against the enemies. He break down the walls of the enemies. Ooh, yeah. And God helped him. I know I'm not too young, too young to reign for you. I want to reign as a king for Jesus. Jesus, I am ready to be a priest for you. Thank you for calling me, for calling me so young. Reigning for you, reigning for you when I'm just 16. Oh yeah, reigning for you, reigning for you when I'm just 16. I'm past 16 now. Doing all sorts of things with my body. I heard of Uzziah, the little boy who became a king. I want to work for Jesus from 16, just like Uzziah, the young king. You can use me, Jesus, ooh, yeah, to work for you. to reign for you. I want to reign as a king for Jesus. Jesus, I am ready to be a priest for you. Thank you for calling me, for calling me so young. Reigning for you, reigning for you when I'm just 16. Oh yeah, reigning for you, reigning for you when I'm just 16. Raining for you, raining for you when I'm just 16. Oh, 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 oh. Raining for you, raining for you when I'm just 16.
morning you didn't hear me wherever you are in your homes i want you to make your loudest noise your neighbor should feel that there is something happening in your house church corona or no corona we are serving the lord and i'm so excited it's time for my favorite part of the service week after week god keeps revealing himself to us he keeps showing us the way through the voice of the prophets and i believe today god is taking us to another height i'm so excited i believe in this season god is using the prophet to keep us to preserve us and i believe the lord is going to show you the way today the words that you're about to hear it has spirit and life you may think they are mere words but it has spirit and life and i believe if you are ready if you were excited wherever you are make your loudest noise as we welcome the servants of god our prophet bishop doug he was with you in Jesus name Amen you may be seated I want you to listen carefully to the word of God because I believe it is a message from God's heart to you the title of my message is from God 
you broke God's heart. You broke his heart. Or we broke his heart. Or they broke his heart. Depending on how you want to feel the message. Whether you want to feel it personally. Personalize it. You broke his heart. We broke his heart. Or they broke his heart. Huh? They broke. <laughs> All right. So this is a bridge message between the serpent seed and what is coming. So Genesis chapter three. We always speak about what happened to Adam, what happened to Eve in the garden, what happened to the serpent, but we never know what happened to God. (laughs) How did God feel? Yes. How did God feel? How do you think God felt? Yes. That's why I say you, you broke his heart. We broke his heart in the garden. I broke, you broke, we broke, they broke. It's up to you to decide. Yes. Suddenly all are true. Yes. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. All right? Cunning. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Now, you may think to yourself, When the snakes start speaking, and these are not real things, but every day, you get a chance to listen to the devil speaking to you if you don't take care. And he's lying and deceiving and always the same, subtle, cunning, deceptive, sly. You know, you don't even know what he's doing. But in the world, they they call it, they played you. It's a player. They played you. And that's the devil, straight away. It plays, playing you. You don't even know what's happening. The woman was being played. She didn't know what was happening. So of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So that's the woman talking. So some things, uh, you are not supposed to talk. When you start the discussion, it's going to become a problem. So there are some people you are not supposed to talk to. Some people you are supposed to block out of your life. Everybody should have a few people that you've blocked on, on your phone. There should be some people that you've blocked. Huh? Yes. On what? Facebook. Yes, you can block. There's no need to know what they are saying. Even a hello is not necessary. It's true. This woman discussed with the devil. 
Would you be happy if you saw your child sitting outside on a flower pot with the devil talking to to her? No, I'm just asking you. Like, they are not talking about anything bad. They are just talking. You would not be happy. Like, oh, the devil is not saying anything. He's promised not to say anything bad. So, he's talking with your daughter. No, so that's why I'm saying that there are some discussions, some interactions. It's not the topic, but it's not supposed to come up. And when you have such interactions and such discussions, that alone is enough to say that something is wrong. Because if I look out of the window and I see on the flower pot, because there's a flower pot in front there, and they are sitting together, just that they are sitting together, even if they are sitting together and they are not talking, will you feel happy that Satan with his two wings is sitting there, red dragon, and is talking to your child? You know, you will not want it. Now, the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. Now, anything the devil says is not good. Anything at all, even the good things that he says are not good anything at all that he says is not good. And that's why when Jesus was tempted by this same devil, everything he said, whatever, even if it was sounded good and even if it was good, save the whole world now. Bow down. No. Make some bread to eat. Your fast is over. No. If you are the one saying I should eat bread, I, should, I will not. And as soon as the devil left, Angels came and ministered and he had food. So it's not that food wasn't necessary or that he wasn't going to eat then. But from you, I don't want it. From you, I don't want it. So anything the devil says, don't have to even think. And there are some people who are devils to you. You know, as you grow, you learn that some people become devils to you. And you must know to block them. You need discernment. That's why when Peter spoke to Jesus, you will not die on the cross. He said, Satan, get thee behind me. You must be able to pick certain, sometimes somebody makes a comment, or somebody says something, or somebody suggests something. You should know immediately that the devil has spoken. If you don't have those experiences in your life, you don't have any discernment. You must have discernment to know this one is the devil speaking. Many times I've heard people say things and I immediately picked up that's the devil talking to me right there. Straight. Alright? When are you going to apply the things in the Bible to your life? After you are dead? You have to apply it now. This is the time you ever you apply such applications. Tell your neighbor sitting by you, this is the time to apply such applications. Yeah. When in heaven you don't need those, these apps. Yeah. Now, for God, so the devil said, no, you'll not die. You'll not die. God forbid. That's what the devil said. God forbid, you'll not die. Die never. Rather, you are going higher. You shall be like gods, and your eyes shall be opened, knowing good and evil. Then the woman was convinced. We don't have that verse, but obviously she must have been convinced because she now saw the good in what he was saying. 
Rarely do you have something that is purely evil. Most evil is mixed with good. Yes. Most evil is mixed with good. (laughs) Most evil things have good elements. If Adolf Hitler, who caused the deaths of 50 million people, had died in 19... Had died in 1939 is when he started the Second World War. But let's say he had died, yes, 1939 or 1938 or 37, he would have been considered as one of the geniuses of the whole world. I mean, he transformed Germany. He took them from zero to whatever. I mean, he changed the whole country. He brought what they call the autobahn, the, the, the motorway. He brought the people's car, the VW, and many things. I mean, he just changed everything. They used to take a wheelbarrow full of money to buy a loaf of bread. And he came and turned everything around. The German mark was valueless. They used to use a currency called marks, German marks, before they had the euro. It was, not, it was, it was valueless. He transformed everything. So if he had died just before, he would have said, what a good old man this was. And when he lived a little more, then another thing came. You get what I'm saying? So, in almost every evil application, there's a good app in it as well. Yes. If you look at your television, you see that there are good things. and are, Now we are using the TV for something good. But you know, this evening you can use it for something bad. After we finish, you can use it for something bad. That can destroy your whole life. And the phone, the same thing. Same phone that you are using for something good, you can use it for something bad. So I'm just, I just want you to know that the woman saw that the tree was good. It was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her and he did eat. Okay? Now the eyes of, I won't make any comment about what happened between them. I will not make any comment. We will go to what God says. Yes. And the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked. Suddenly they knew something. Remember, we went through the serpent seed. And the effects of the serpent seed. Initially, in instant, is consciousness of these type of things. All right? And they sewed fig trees together and made themselves aprons. Then they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. This is the Lord God whose heart we've broken. In the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees. Okay? Now, the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? You know, this story never goes away. I can read it every week. It is like a, it's like a movie that we are watching that is still true today. Hmm? So, the first thing you notice here, I want you to see on God's side, what God felt was that, the first thing was that, instead of loving him, they feared him. Yes. Instead of loving God, they feared God. And they hid themselves. So, now God has people who fear him rather than people who love him. So God is surrounded by 
afraid people, not lovers, not loving people. So God lost lovers. You get it? And was left with people who fear a boss. When you are a boss, you know that people who fear you don't necessarily love you. They may fear you, but it doesn't mean they love you at all. At all. Because I mean that I have that experience. I know. You can fear somebody, doesn't mean that you love the person. So God now had lost the lovers. And he, and, he, and he said, I heard thy voice and I was afraid oh. of you because I was naked. So now God now has people who fear instead of people who love him. That is why it's not easy for an old man to get a new wife. Okay. <laughs> yes. Because you may be an older man and you are looking for a young or not even a young but a happy, pretty lady to love you. But as an older man, maybe you are prosperous or whatever, you are not a young hustler like the young hustling brothers. You get it? It's not easy to get somebody who really loves you. Yes. Because love is different from fear. Very different. And if you are honest, you will be asking the young girl every day, do you love me? <laughs> are you sure you love me? Yeah. Tell, it, tell the truth. And she will say, oh, I really, really love you. But you are so old, much older than her. You get it? And she is like your daughter. So, every day you are asking, do, do you really love her? I love you, daddy. She will forget that you are even Bob or whatever. <laughs> she says, I love you, daddy. <laughs> so, it's, it's not that simple to get somebody who loves you. Yes. Now, God lost, his, God lost the love relationship that he had. You know, God lost the love relationship. He lost, he lost the lovers and had people who fear him. People who know that he's powerful. That he can wipe them out. Yes. And now he got people who feared. One day I went to a certain country and I saw an elderly lady with a young man. Yes. <laughs> and the woman was a, a rich woman. And this young man had married her. I mean, a postmenopausal woman. Do you understand postmenopausal? Like menopause. So like she's, she, yes. <laughs> yes. Hey. And they were married. You know, so 
we all sort of look. You know how you look at something, you look again. Like when you are quiet, you just look again. And then you, 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 you turn back and concentrate on God. Yes. That does he love her? Or he is after her money? I mean, she has wrinkles. It's clearly, with grayish hair. The hair is graying. Not totally gray, but like it's starting to gray. And there's a young guy, I think he was in his 20s. (laughs) Are you listening to me? What I'm trying to say is that to have somebody who loves you is also a great thing. And there are some, even people don't have someone who loves them. You even wonder why the person is around. It's true. That is why sometimes, you know, you have a sister who is older. Maybe they are not getting married. Then at a certain point, maybe they they have all all these reasons. Why, 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 why? This one is like, this one is like, this one is like, this one is like, I don't like this, I don't like it, I don't like it. But it reached a point. You suggest, I like, do you like it? I like it. I like it. Do you do what? It's good. (laughs) So later you ask yourself, do do you love me? Do you love the person? Or you are just there because, you know, you have to be there. So brothers and sisters, God lost this element. Yes. God lost his lovers and now was left with people who were afraid of him. And they didn't really, they don't, they didn't really love. In fact, they only remember his punishment. Ooh. All right. Now, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid. Now, now the next one, God lost people who would come to him. Now, people ran away. Eh, bae, eh, bae. The old man is coming. Then they, eh, bae, he's coming. Then they, they, they scatter. That God lost it. God lost people who come to him. He had people who ran away from him. Ooh. <laughs> one, one, one father, he would come home and when he comes, when he comes in, drives in, the house, he goes to the house, the house is quiet. Then he, he was, he, he began to wonder how come, like, every time he comes home, everybody is asleep. He goes to get his own food, everything, sit down alone, watch whatever is on the television, sit down quietly. So one day when he came, he went to the television to go and check the temperature and saw that it was very hot. He's coming. He's coming. So nobody in the house liked their father. The wife didn't like him and the children also don't like him. I'm explaining to you what I have. We broke God's heart. He lost lovers. He, He had people that feared him and people that ran away from him and people that hide. Yes. 
This is what happened to God. Then, he's, then, then he's, he said, who told you? Who told you that you were naked? Where did you learn it from? So now, he now had people who were shy of him. Yes. <laughs> he now had people who were shy of him. So God lost his lovers. Do you see? And then he had people that were afraid of him. And people who ran away from him. And he had people who were shy of him. Everything. See, somebody you love, you will not be shy of the person. That's why marriage has that. They were were naked and they were not ashamed. Because they are supposed to be in love. So God is losing. We are breaking his heart into pieces. Are you understanding what's happening to God? Yes. And we, we carry on. Now, who told you that you were naked? Oh! Where did you learn this from? How? And the man said, the woman that thou givest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Now suddenly God was surrounded by people that are not truthful and honest. Look, it's a wild thing to be surrounded by liars. Nobody is genuine. Huh? Nobody is genuine. Because all the people he asked questions, they were all, everybody was lying or saying something. You can't even make head or tail when you have the meeting. What's going on? God lost his lovers. And I'll explain to you why God lost his, why I say God lost his lovers. I'll prove it to you. He was now surrounded by people that are afraid of him. People ran away from him. People were shy of him. And people who, nobody, nobody tells the truth. Can you imagine if four boys come to chase you? All of them are liars. Hi, baby, this, that. If you are a father and you see four lying boys coming to follow your daughter, do you think you feel happy? All these guys are liars. Yes. Hey, are you there? Yeah. So now everybody in God's world was a liar and was some way. We broke his heart. We've really, really, really affected God badly. Now the Lord God said to the woman, what have you done? What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me. I was deceived and I did eat. The serpent beguiled me. So how did the serpent beguile her? By talking to her. That's why I say that certain discussions, this discussion shouldn't exist. And then certain relationships shouldn't exist. The fact that certain people are your friends is a problem. Because the person is your friend, the person can call you, the person can talk to you, the person can relate with you. The person should not exist in your life. Are you there? 
Now, the Lord God said to the serpent, now the punishment started from the serpent, then to the woman, then to the man. The Lord God said to the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above, to let the devil has his problems. And I'll put enmity between, between thee and the woman and thy seed and her seed and it shall bruise thee. And unto the woman he said, so now from the devil, that's to deal with the devil and throw him out. Now we came to the human beings. The devil was already an enemy of God. But to the woman, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. And thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband. And he shall rule over thee. Now. Every punishment has a basis. You know when you go to court. And they say you are sentenced to 20 years. 5 years. 3 years. 2 years. It's not something the judge just decides. There are rules. Uh, if you do this, this is the punishment. If you do this, this is the punishment. If you steal a chicken, this is how much the punishment. If you do this, this is the punishment. And it's related to what you've done. It's related to the seriousness and it's connected. Do you see? It's like sowing a seed. If you sow orange, you get orange trees. If you sow purple, if you sow uh, corn, you get corn. If you sow coconut, you get coconut. So now I want you to see something. When God was going to punish the woman, he gave her what she has done to God. Yes, he gave her what she has done to God. He said, sorrow, eh? You have broken my heart. You, eh? You will be sad. You will be sad. Because you have brought the greatest sadness to God. I'll show you. I'll show you a scripture which shows that God's heart was broken. Yes. I'll show you a scripture that shows you that God's heart was broken. That they broke God's heart. If you have time to listen. Yes. I will multiply. It says sorrow. You see. As you have given me tears. You cry. And thy conception children. My children. You have taken my children. This thing you've done, you've taken my children away. You will see something with children. When it comes to children, you see something. It will, it will jiggle you. Do you understand jiggle? Hmm. I say it will jiggle you. <laughs> you see. What you have done, you. And God's desire. You see, when you read this book, uh, The Fall of Lucifer, the woman gives like a prophetic revelation. We don't know if it is true, but it looks like it can be true that because God made man, God really wanted man. He made man in his own image. There were creatures here before man. But he wanted something that he could like he could relate with. He really desired human beings. And you, this woman, eh, 
you have tampered with my, my, my longing for man and for fellowship. I'll give you a new fellowship. That fellowship, eh? <laughs> what it will do to you, eh? You'll never forget. I'll give you man. Desire man. I just give you man. Man and men. Almost every pain of women comes from a, a man. See, one day, some ladies were chatting in the head, hairdresser salon. Yes, I think they chatted there, isn't yeah. it? Yes. And one was telling the other one that you, the reason why you are always not happy is because you married your husband out of love. That's why you are not happy. But me, eh, I didn't marry out of love. I married out of thinking and calculation. I don't love, I just marry. That's why I don't have any problem. But you, because you love, that's why you are always sad. Me, I don't get sad. Yes, <laughs> you had a desire. <laughs> you were longing for a man. And the man is your pepper. Are you listening to my... It's a short message. It's a short message. Hey! So, you see, punishment, what we did to God, we took his desire, the desire of his eyes. Huh? My God. I'll show you a, a, a Amen. Amen. Ezekiel twenty four. Now, God told the prophet Ezekiel that um, he was going to take away his wife. He was going to kill his wife. Do you understand? He was going to kill his wife as part of his ministry. Do you understand? Are you understanding? You don't want the, you don't want me to read from the Bible? Ezekiel 24, verse 16. He said, Son of man, I'm just trying to explain to you what God did to the woman. Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. Yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down. Forbear to cry no mourning for the dead. Bind the tire of your head. Eat not the bread of men. Verse 18. So I speak to the people in the morning and in the evening my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded that he shouldn't mourn. Now I just want you to see the verse 16. 
when God said that your desire shall be for them and you've tampered with what I loved. In Ezekiel, he describes his wife. He said, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes. Your wife was called the desire of your eyes. Do you see? So God has made Adam and Eve, they were the desire of his eyes. They were his desire. And you have taken it away from God. You, this woman, from the thing that you did, you've taken away the desire of God's eyes. And God told you, when God was telling Ezekiel, he used the language, the King James language from the Bible. He said, I'm taking away with a stroke. That it will happen suddenly. I'll take from you in a stroke the desire of your eyes. What you desire and what is nice to you, you see. And just a stroke like that, fine, it's gone. You just wake up and it's gone. He said, God spoke to him in the morning, the evening she died. Back to Genesis. Are you with me? So, now I want you to see how God, God's heart is broken on. He said, I will multiply thy sorrow. Then into Adam. He said, because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife hmm, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, thou shalt not eat of it. Now, suddenly, God now has some people who love someone else. Which is one of the greatest heartbreaks you can ever experience. Like the person you love loves someone else. And expresses the love to that person. How do I know? How do I know that is love? You cannot separate love from obedience in the Bible. John 14, 21, 23. If you love me, keep my commandments. All through the Bible, love and obedience are united as Siamese twins. The only way you can express love to God is to obey God. You can't, you have, there's no other way to express love to God than to obey him. So, to love God is to obey. So, when you now obey somebody else, you are showing, I love this one, not you. So God was now telling Adam, because you love this one, have it. Yes, and that is what is often the only way forward. That's what you love. Go for it, have it. You love this tree. Now, I give you trees, ground, even the ground I give you. You will see, you see, your interest in this, other than me, following this tree and following whatever, you will see what what it's going to do to you. That is why God sends judgment on the things that we love, apart from him. If I have a chance to go through the ten plagues of Egypt, you see that God judged everything that man trusts in. Yes. Everything that is special to us. 
he judged it. He says, I will judge all the gods of Egypt. Exodus 12. So, brothers and sisters, we broke his heart and loved someone because by obeying another, that's the one you love. It's true. The one you obey is the one you love. In the Bible. So, you love the devil and you love the trees and whatever it is that you are following. Have it. Go to it. Be there. You sweat and you see. Yes. Now, you see, I don't want to comment about what he said about the voice of thy wife. But when it comes to the voice of your wife, the voice of thy wife is an alternative, but it's one of the difficult voices to discern that it is different from the voice of God. Most people take the voice of your wife as the voice of God, especially if she's a good wife, a Christian wife, a born-again wife, etc., etc. Are you, are you with me? Yes. But any voice that is not the voice of God, do you get it? It's... You are showing that you love that one. And God said, oh, you love. God, 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 God wasn't able to. You know, there are some people, if you are unfaithful, they can stay with you. You get what I'm saying? But God wasn't able to handle that. I said, no, no. I can't, I can't take it. I can't take it. So God lost his lovers right there. And he gave them to the thing that they wanted. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. So Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And unto Adam also his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Now you can see love. God had lost his creation. Everything was spoiled. And God is the first person to stretch out his hand to help the bad thing that has happened. So we are the bad thing that has happened. And God, immediately from day one, even though he had to go through the pain of losing these lovers, surrounded by liars, people running away from him, shy of him, who fear him rather than loving him, stretched out his hand to try to make some skin. Things have changed badly. And as they were even, he was about to sack them. He tried to make a last minute arrangement to assist them in the sacking. Are you understanding? Yeah, he was trying to make last minute arrangements. God is, I think there's nothing that has broken God's heart more than what happened when man went to the to garden to take this serpent. That has pain God. And you know, sometimes you have to sack somebody even when you don't want to sack the person. There are people that have sacked that they didn't want to sack. Most people have sacked that they didn't want to sack them. I was like, if I don't sack them, it's like I will destroy the whole system. 
most people that have sat, because I, I, I know that the, every organization where you don't sack people, that organization is no, doesn't work well. Yes? You watch and see. This small break for two, three weeks when they've closed down the borders. And they closed down. They have sacked thousands of pilots. Say, we can't pay you. Bye-bye. They sacked so many people have lost their jobs. Well, the planes are packed. Are you there? Huh. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. Lest he put forth his hand and take of the tree of life. That is, things will get worse if we don't deal with him. Do you see? Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth. Oh! So, God had to sack his, his creation. He lost his creation, what he had made. Till send them out of the garden to till the ground from whence he was taken. Go and farm. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now God is struck with loneliness. Huh? And yet he lost his creation. What he had made. Maybe you not understand it. If you take uh, Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is the one who produced. A producer is the one who organizes the music. And Quincy Jones was the music organizer. But Michael Jackson was a small boy. He was actually doing a little uh, music, music behind for a TV program. And uh, Quincy Jones saw him. He used to come at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and work hard. The, just the dressing and the makeup would take about four hours or five hours. And then he noticed him that he was very hardworking. So Michael Jackson approached him and said, well, he needs a, you need a real powerful producer. It's like when I'm producing music, you will never see a singer unless I produce either the singer, the song, the lyrics, everything. You will not see, you will not know it. So, he has so many Quincy Jones artists. People that he has produced. This one, this one, this one, this one. And they respect it. So, he just has, so when Michael Jackson did the thriller, you see him stand like a father with his son. Small boy, 25, 24, 25 years old. Like they standing with him. He became like a father. To all the famous songs of Michael Jackson, it was this man who produced it. You will not hear or you will not know of Michael Jackson unless this man was to do it. So it's like, it's like his creation. So he's equally proud of him. Do you understand? Yeah. So that's how Adam and Eve were to God. It was like, this is my, this is my, my whatever. And I, you have to suck your creation. So we broke his heart badly. And since then, God has been very sad. Very, very sad. The feelings you feel, eh, the sadness you have is just a reaping of what we have given to God. Yes. 
God is love. Oh. Not that God has love. God likes love. Or God is loving. God is love. So, everything about God has to do with love. And when you have the ability to love, it's the God part of it. Most of us don't have the ability to love. That's why most of us are greatly affected by loving someone. Because you love someone who can't love, doesn't know how to love. Or even can't love you. (laughs) Many people are broken hearted. Genesis chapter 6. So we jump all the way to the next effort by God. Are you with me? Are you still around? Yes. Now, it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. Daughters were born to them. That the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair. Now, already Adam has caused a big problem. Now, angels, fallen angels were now approaching human beings to have sex with them. And they took wives of all they chose. They would come around and an angel would choose a a human being and take a wife. And then they would have angel and man. So, wow, I can even have angel and man. You cannot have whatever. You can. Jesus was God-man. Jesus was a God-man. Jesus was not an ordinary man. He had no father. His father was a spirit. So if you don't believe, if you believe in Jesus, you've got to believe this story as well. Uh, angels came down to men and then had an offspring. Are you there? And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. And, these were, and they gave birth to giants. And God, verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of his thought was only evil continually. Verse 6. And it repented the Lord that he made man out. For the first time it, it occurred to God. Even when Adam and Eve said it didn't occur to him. But it occurred to him that it, it was a mistake to make man. I shouldn't have even known this person. And then look at it. It grieved him at his heart. His heart was broken. That's why I told you I'll show you the scripture. God's heart was broken. It was even broken more. And that word grieved is pain. The word is pained, pain in his heart. Worry, pain, anger. So I'm explaining to you that we've never thought of what what happened to God. God is very, very lonely and broken hearted. Now God is looking for people who love him. Are you with me? He's always looking for lovers. And I'm sure all the brothers who are trying to marry, and I'm sure the sisters too, isn't it? You're always looking for somebody to love you, isn't it? Somebody who loves me, loves you. Genesis 22. Because I'm leading you to the news message that I want to give you from next week by the grace of God. God, this is the bridge from the serpent seed to that one. And it came to pass after those things that God did tempt Abraham. And he said, Abraham, take your son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him for a burnt offering. So Abraham rose up early in the morning and then on the third day he saw a place 
And he told the young man, abide. Verse 7, and Isaac spoke to his father and said, here am I, where is the lamb? And he said, God will provide. So I told you, you don't have to lie. You know, you must learn as a spiritual pilgrim not to lie. He said, oh, I mean, uh, the lamb is, uh, I sent somebody to town to bring a lamb. Someone is bringing a dough, meet us on the way. They, they are bringing even three. <laughs> Meanwhile, you are planning to kill the boy. I'm trying to teach you something. You will never lie. Lying is an evil thing. When you start it, you will grow in it. And it will change your personality and your whole life. You become a devil. A living, walking devil. Because you are a living, walking liar. The devil is the father of lies. So when he asked Abraham, where is the lamb? He said, oh, they are bring, I bought it on a Tuesday. No, he said, God will provide. God will provide. And it's true. God did provide. It's like when Ezekiel asked, can these dry bones live? The answer was no. You know? And if he was to say yes, he's lying. He knows that they can't live. So he said, thou knowest. He said, God, you know. So you have to have such spiritual answers. (laughs) God will provide. Amen? Now, verse 10. Then Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord came out out of heaven and said, Abraham, he said, I'm here. Don't touch your child. I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thine only son from me. So then he lifted up his eyes and there was a ram. And Abraham called the place Jehovah Jireh. Now this angel spoke twice. He's about to speak. Listen to the second speaking. Are you there? And the angel called out of Ab- to Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. Amen. Because you have not withheld your son, your only son, eh? that in blessing I will bless thee and multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his heaven its enemies, and in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Why? Because thou hast obeyed my voice. I told you, obedience is love. I've seen that you love me for the first time. I'm trying to catch somebody who loves me. Amen. And I got one person who's proved that he loves me. Are you with me? Yes. So, God is looking for lovers because he's lost his lovers. They love the serpent who they don't know from anywhere. Where do you know him from? What has he done for you? Huh? What has he done for you? That you love him so much. You love your worldly jobs, your worldly bosses, your worldly whatever. You love people who you shouldn't love. What has the person done for you? What has the person done for you? That you love the person so much. Huh? 
you've just met the serpent once. God who created you and gave you everything. You've left him and you are following this serpent. So that's why our lives are so confused. Jeremiah chapter 2, quickly. We'll be ending very soon. I want you to watch. Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem. So you see God trying to find people because his heart is broken. Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem saying, said the Lord. God is a loving type. You know, is this lovey, lovey type? Yeah. You know, I saw one lady, she broke up a relationship. She said, I can't stand. He's too, like, he's too much. Yeah, the love and whatever is too much. Like he says, we have to drink from the same cup. We have to use the same towel. We should use the same fork. It's like it's too much for me. I, I, I need my space. Hey. You won't get po. Somebody to love you. He wants me to lie in bed so that he come to serve me in bed. I can't stand it. I want to get up and do things. He says I should just lie down. He's serving me. And I also don't like eating in the bed. But he says he's serving me in bed. Will you get? You will not get such a thing. They are doing for you and then you are now making a fuss. Hmm. But I just want you to know that God is this lovey, lovey type. I think we are not, we don't even realize it. Huh? Look at him speaking. Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem and say, that said the Lord, I remember thee. The kindness of thy youth. One of the big components of love is kindness. When somebody is kind to you, the person lo- loves you. Kindness is love. Because what is kind? Kind means that you are thinking of something for the person. Like you really feel things the person talks about that you don't understand. And that's why when sometimes spouses describe each other after they've been around for some time, they will say the person is wicked. <laughs> the absence of kindness. The person is wicked. A wicked person. Yes. So remember that. You, 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 th- you see this verse, uh, people are kind. At all. When you have what you want, they've got the rings, they've got the pictures, they've got the public show. That's when you see that people are not kind. Yes. You don't like my preaching. It's a relevant preaching. You're quiet in your house. You know that I'm, I'm speaking to you. Wicked people. I remember thee, the kindness. A brother was walking with a sister, and as they were going, she hit her foot on the stone and stumbled. He stopped. He said, Wait. And he went back to the stone. He picked the stone, he rebuked the stone, and then threw the stone far away. Wow. Greater love. After they were married some years later, they were walking on the same area. She hit her leg. He said, why don't you look at where you are going? Why don't
don't you open your eyes? Shine your eyes and see. We are walking here. You know that you are always falling down. What shoes are you wearing? You are wearing the wrong shoes. Shouldn't be wearing these. These are not the type of shoes you wear. You are delaying us. He says, I remember thee, the kindness. We were so kind. We were angry with stones. The love of thine espousals. Espousals, like the type of love you had for the marriage, like when you were approaching me. Marriage love, like it was nice. You used to say, I love you more than you love me. Now you don't say, I love you again. You just say, good evening. Good morning. Or you you don't even lift your head up. Hey! Then he says, when thou, this is God. God said, I remember like you used to talk to me. You were were close to me. This is not a boyfriend and girlfriend rap. This is Jeremiah chapter (laughs) 2. Jeremiah chapter 2, a prophecy of a big prophet. He says, how thou wentest after me in the wilderness. You, the woman, you were following the man. One day, a, a lady told me, said, when we were in the house, I think the marriage was now over, but I said, we're in the house, I remember. Anywhere he goes, I follow him. If he goes to the kitchen, I follow him. If he comes to the room, I follow him. Say, I was just following him in the whole house, everywhere, following him. Wow. How thou wentest after me. And these who are not married, they are imagining. <laughs> thou wentest after me in the wilderness. Yes. It's nice when a lady likes a man. This type of people, I don't know where they were trained. Yeah. They just sit as though they don't, they don't show any feeling. I don't need you. I don't need, I don't need a man. You need, though. You need. Show that you need. But this is what God is complaining about. You used to come looking for me. But now you only come and pray to me during pandemics. Oh. And when there's crisis, I'll see you lifting your hand and calling as if you like me. But you know you like me at all. Yes. So, brothers and sisters, I'm just explaining that God is heartbroken. He's lost his creation. He's lost his treasure. He's lost his fellowship. He used to come in the cool of the day. Now, in the afternoon, he comes. There's nobody there. Nobody to talk to. Huh? So, God's heart is broken. And I tell you, is looking for somebody who loves him. Isaiah 54. And then we can jump into Isaiah 54. Mm. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither shall thou be confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth. And thou shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Verse 5. Verse 5. For thy maker is thy husband. Hey. This is the prophet. He said, hey, are you sure it's not just poetic language? Unto you a son is given and to you a child is born. Do you believe that one? 
It's also Isaiah. By his stripes we are healed. It's also Isaiah. Uh, and a lot of verses are Isaiah. So, okay, you don't want to believe this one too. He said, your maker is your husband. God wants to marry you. He wants to be the husband. Thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel. The God. This is how God wants to relate with you like a, a wife. And he wants the wife to come to him. He said, I remember how you used to went test after me. Not that I'm always chasing you, calling for you. And when I call, as if you don't understand the call. (laughs) Are you part of the preaching? And finally, Ephesians chapter 5. Amazing. God lost his love. And today, he says, no man ever yet hated his wife. He says, husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. You see, it's about God and his church. It's about he, he taking you as a, a wife. And I believe all our marriages are actually to teach us how God wants to relate with us. Yes. So out men ought to love their wives. Amen. So it says, for this cause a man shall leave his father and his mother. But verse 32 says, this is a great mystery. I speak concerning Christ and the church. So Christ and the church. Amen. Amen. Now, listen. God loves us. And what happened in John 3, 16? That God so loved the world. That one day he said, you know something? I can't take it anymore. I want them back. I want them back. I want them back. If you can get even a few of them. Wow. I can't take the loneliness anymore. I'm dying of loneliness. I want them back. Can you find a way to get some of them back? That's why we have so many films with missions. Somebody's going to rescue somebody. Somebody's going to... It is God's heart of going to rescue people. Mission impossible. Suicide missions. So God, God sent Jesus on a suicide mission. Hey! He knew that the possibility of survival is very small. And he sent him. He said, I can't take it anymore. I love them. Charlie, I said I don't like them, but Charlie, I like them. I said I don't like them, but I like them. Oh, God. Do you feel what is happening to God? Huh? I said I don't like them, but I like them. Can you go and get them back? And Jesus asked the father, how many do you think can, can, we can get back? Any, any of them. Any of them. If you can get any. Which color? There are now so many. Any color. Any color. From anywhere. God likes. The, it's a, I suck them but I like them. Oh. I want them back. Look, God is this lovey, lovey. I'll tell you something. Watch. 
Do you remember when Jesus was betrayed by all these guys? Yes. Peter said in Matthew 20, he said, me, if everybody denies you, me, I will never deny you. I swear. <laughs> well, hi. <laughs> now, yes. Now, after, after all this, you get it? After all this, you know what happened? Jesus was totally betrayed. They asked, do you know him? And it was a microphone. Do you know him? So I don't know him. So Jesus was, Jesus had been tired. When he heard, they go, coco, coco. He just looked at Peter. And he saw Peter. I said, look. So Peter looked at him and said, yeah. He said, you don't know me. Thank you. And all of that is they didn't even come to answer questions. They just went home and said, hey, this is not a time to be doing, trying to be a hero at such a time. Don't be a hero. <laughs> This is not a time for interviews or try to look macho. Machoism cannot help at this time. So they all dashed. Now, when Jesus came, all right, Jesus had meetings with the disciples. Listen to the, the talking. You know. He went to meet them by the seaside. He sat by Peter. What question was he asking Peter? You, eh? You will see. I curse you. Look. You say you don't know me. Three times. Three times made demons fly to you. Three times. No. No. Jesus was Jesus. Jesus has lost everybody. He was so sad he had lost everybody. So he sat down with Peter. And said, "Do you love me?" That's the main thing. Do you love me? Oh. So here you see that Jesus said the people that he loved, and Jesus said, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." The people that he loved, they said they all said they do this. Not that they they. They, they, they don't love him. They've not seen him before. <laughs> They've not seen him before. It's a higher realm. We've not seen him before. <laughs> so the father's love. Jesus, the, the whole of John, that whole thing, he said, love, you love, he said, love, you really love. Because you really, it's like an old man talking with a beautiful young lady who he's married and he's like, he's not sure. Are you sure you love him? <laughs> she said, hey, old man, I love you. Old man, I love you. Oh! It's never sure, daddy. You ask again, grandpa. <laughs> Jesus was talking with Peter. Do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? All the things I've done, raised the dead. I just not, I'm, I don't impress you. I don't impress you. I'm not wild to you, you see. I'm not wild to you, eh? I'm not, I'm not great to you. You don't like me. Oh, I feel something. You don't like me. I'm not, I like you. I chose you. I was choosing people and I chose you. Like there were a lot of people, then I chose you. I had options. But you don't like me. Then yet, so they started, they, you know, it, it, he called Peter again. You like me. You see, you will never like to marry if the person doesn't like you. Well, I know some people marry even though maybe to get a passport or something, but I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking of love. Hey, God. <laughs> The whole 
discussion became that laughing, laughing. Do you like me? I don't like me. Oh, don't, don't like me. Say, you don't like me. You don't like me. You like me. You don't like me. God so liked. He gave. That's why when they asked, what's the greatest commandment? To love the Lord. Wow. So next week, I want to start sharing with you, if you love the Lord. Oh. If you love the Lord. If you love the Lord. Yes. But today, I want you to know it's about love. Wow. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's something. It's something from God. Yes. So, today God is stretching out his hand. And I believe that he's looking for, it's not looking for people who come with emergency prayers. Lord, we bind. Lord, we give us this, give us this. He's looking for people who like him. I tell you. And you see, sometimes he'll find even a businessman who, lo- who loves him more than a pastor. All the people God used in the Old Testament, a few of them were pastors. Abraham was not a pastor. David was not a pastor. All these were not pastors. Even David was a killer. You know, it's a killer of people's husbands and so on. But actually, he loved God. He really liked God. One thing have I desired to, to seek after thee. He was a bad person who liked God. And sometimes God finds bad people who like him. And he stays with them. And you'll be surprised at the people that he chooses. So today, as we close, I just want you to know that God's heart is broken. He's very sad. Very, very sad. He's watching the world. He's like, no. You don't, you don't like me at all. Eh? I don't care. You don't need me. You don't need me at all. You don't, you don't talk about me. You don't, want, don't do anything I like. Just yourself. As if I don't exist. And I made you. And I created you. God is very lonely. God is lonely. Jesus has been betrayed badly and left. He was left with three disciples. Mary Magdalene, his mother, and John. Everybody was some way. So when he came to Peter, he couldn't even discipline him. You were from today. You will not be the head of the church. I'll change your position. Oh. You have to, to you like, I like you. I really like you, Peter. I know all disciples, the way you speak and the examples you give. And I like your energy around me. And I really like you. Do you like me too? Do you like me too? But I really liked you. And that night I chose you. Remember, I chose you. The night I chose you. Do you like me the way I like you? There's a song somebody sang, eh? The way I like, the way you like me. Oh. God is feeling lonely. His precious creation that he's organized. Chakast. Chakast. And look at us. Look at us. Pornographers and liars, thieves, traitors, witches, wizards, demon infested creatures. Ah! What has become of us? Huh? It's something. So, God so loved the world, he discussed with Jesus. And he said, go and save some. I can't take it anymore. Save any, anybody who believes. Oh. Like, that's the cheapest will. Mm. Cheapest. Like, if you de- no certificates, just believe. If they say, I believe, that's all. You take it. 
Yes, no conditions. No conditions, just believing. That's how come the thief on the cross could go to heaven. No, could not have to go to Bible school, uh, this in new believers class, new converts class. Nothing. Just no, no memorize even one verse. Just go straight. Last minute. That's why I like every crusade I do. I no matter the religion. I say, just let us pray and give your life to Jesus, and they all give their lives. I will see plenty of them in heaven. Yes. So today, God is looking for people who will turn away from the devil and love Him. And I know that there's so much more for us if we only love God the way he likes us. And I know that God will bless us greatly. Yeah, because there are few people who love God. There are few people who love God. And when you, when you start to love God, you are going to see the great. You know the great promises. I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things God has prepared for anybody who loves him. If you can only turn your attention to God and love God. I don't mean love your pastor. I don't mean love the church. I don't mean love your work. I don't mean love your ministry. I mean love God. Yes, God. Your whole life will change. Everything about you will be transformed in the name of Jesus. Every standing. God's heart is broken. But we, we can be among those who can repair God's hurting heart for all that he has lost through the serpent seed. Lift your hand and commit yourself to love God. Commit yourself to love God with all your heart. Palam bashinge tamando kazamande. Param balimoze batalambakata. Shimbala mamakata. Pela mamba. Talamanda. Pela manda. Paramanda. Palam balineme. Somandari bakapata. Palam baline mola mendeleme. Palam balaria mandala badandala bandala badabala. Oh yes. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Father, thank you for the great love that you have for wretched people like us. We are so sorry for breaking your heart, for going away from you, for listening to other voices, the serpents seed into our hearts. Have mercy on us. We turn away from the world. We will not love the world. We will love you. And we turn our eyes and our hearts to you. And we come and say, Father, give us a loving heart to love you. Give us a way to ease your pain. The pain that you felt when you lost Adam and Eve. And you had to sack them, Lord. You had to drive out your own special creation, the desire of your eyes, Lord. You had to send them outside and, and, and keep them away from you. Father, we pray for your grace and we pray for your mercy and I pray for every watching Lord, everyone watching yes Lord let a wave of love for God and respect for God come upon us let us not just be people that are afraid of you people who lie cheat and steal 
but they're just afraid of afraid to be caught, afraid of you. But people who love you, people who like you, take away from us the inability to love you, and give us now an ability to be God lovers. Father, we thank you. This is the greatest commandment. We receive grace. Every lifted hand, every lifted hand, we receive grace to receive receive grace to be able to like you even though we are on this earth and we are human beings to love the Lord God with all our hearts and all our soul, all our minds we thank you Father for you have done a great work in our hearts today. Lord may we not bring you sorrow, may we not bring you pain, may we bring you may we bring you healing Lord May we heal your heart, Lord. The heart that was so grieved by man. Let us become far from devils and far from demonic attitudes and demonic feelings. And let us become spiritual lovers of God. We thank you for this great blessing and healing in our lives that we may also bring you love and healing who loved us first. Thank you, Father, for the love that you give to us for you. The spirit of love. Now lift your hand and receive, pray for the spirit of, Bible says, spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. It's a spirit. Spirit of love. Receive the spirit of love. Love God. Loving God. Father, we give you thanks. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you are here and you are watching, you want to be born again and give your life to Jesus and know God. He died for you. He loves you so much. If you, are, you want to give your life to Jesus, let's all lift our hands again and say this prayer. Say this prayer. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me so much. Forgive me for my sins. I come to you just as I am. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me from my wickedness, my badness, my evil life. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. Take my life and let it be acceptable and pleasing to you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you and I will love you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I want to give you one of my books called uh, How to Be Born Again and Avoid Hell. That's my gift to you. So I'll send it to you. Just send us a message. We'll send you a free ebook. Amen. What a blessing. You may be seated wherever you are. Today my preaching was entitled We Broke. Is it? I broke his heart. We broke his heart. You broke his heart. Or they broke his heart. Which one is it? We broke his heart. Do you feel God's heart broken? How many could feel it? Yes, I felt it. That's what I really feel. That we really hurt God. Now, Jesus has come to break his body. And we are going to receive our holy communion. Amen. And I'm going to pray every communion now, please. Everyone. Take your bread. Take your what is what is communion? What is communion? 
you know, one day, many years ago, I was in my father's house and um, a dog died in the house. A dog died. We had dogs. One of them died, or the main dog. Now, this watchman, I don't know where he's from. But I was very sad. And he said, it's good that the dog has died. I said, why? He said, because the dog has died. Maybe it has died instead of somebody in the house dying. Hey. I didn't know what that means. But years later, when I think about it, that's what Christ did for us. He died like a sheep, like a goat. That you will not die. Yes. Maybe a spirit of death came to the house and took the animal and left the human beings. It's possible. It's also possible. So, Jesus came. Take your bread. Every, every bread, please. Every communion. <laughs> Jesus came and he took his body. And his body was broken. His body was broken for you and for me. Father, every standing, wherever you are in your, in your house... Take it, this is my body Which is broken for you Drink, this is my blood Which was shed for you Whoever eats my flesh broken. Drinks my blood Has eternal life For my flesh is
Thank you, Jesus, for the broken body, the body of Jesus. Take the bread, lift it up. Father, we receive the price you paid for our salvation, the body of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus. shall meet the enemy in the gate and the enemy shall not enter in the name of Jesus the blessing of the Lord fall upon everyone that partakes of this holy meal and of this special blood the blood of Jesus receive the blood of Jesus your mercy be given to all that are part of this service everywhere in the world let your mercy be given cleanse us for not loving you loving every other thing apart from you forgive us Lord for our failings and our wickedness we thank you now May you rise above the limitations that your mistake has restricted you to. Whatever prison you find yourself in, I call for a divine escape and a divine release from captivity. May you prevail and survive every crisis. I will be with him in time of trouble. May the Lord's presence appear where you are in the time of trouble. Every sickness appearing in your body dies right now. Every threat to your long life and to your salvation, I curse it now. 
every threat to your family. I reject it now. Every threat to your financial existence, I curse it right now. Every threat to your being, to your life, let it be cursed right now in the name of Jesus. I broadcast your salvation. I broadcast your blessing. I broadcast your healing. I broadcast the help of God for your life. Let angels appear in your rooms, your houses, your nations, your cities, your towns. Be delivered from the dark angel of death. Be delivered from wickedness. Be delivered from bad news. Be delivered from tragedies. And be delivered from premature death. Whatever threatens your existence, I reject and rebuke it. The blessing of God rests upon you. For Jesus Christ came to this world to bless you. Be blessed three times. Be blessed three times. Be blessed three times. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now I superimpose the blessing of God over everything that is called a curse in your life. Let the blessing of God neutralize all forms of curses that are working in your life today. In the name of Jesus, the Savior of the world. Father, we lift our hands and we thank you. We are going out of this service with mighty blessings. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated wherever you are and I want you to take out your offering. I want you to take out your offering. God is going to bless us. I want you to take your tithes, your offerings. Um, during the Good Friday service, I, I asked for help to roof 10 mighty cathedrals in this building but the offering could could not roof even one when we finish when we go that when we when we leave this earth i want us to leave nothing less than 2000 church buildings on earth that were not here before we came. Can I have an amen? amen. Do you agree? This is a good vision. Yes. I say, I want us to leave nothing less than 2,000 church buildings physically behind that were not there before we were born. That's why you are giving an offering. I'm explaining to you. If you love the Lord, you love his house. Instead of reasons why, you start giving. So I want everyone to give, to build his house, and God will build your house. Your house is not just made of brick and stone. Happiness makes a house. Happiness. Happiness. Few houses have what Isaac had. Yes. 
I don't know whether we have time for that now. I was going to tell you what Isaac had in his marriage. Yes. Maybe at revival. So take out your offering and we're going to pray. And we're going to have a song during the offering time. Every giving in every country, please. Don't diminish your... I, want to ex- I, don't, I don't have to say everything because it's public. People are watching who are not sh- supposed to watch. I don't know why you are watching. You. Why are you still watching us? Don't like us, you are watching. What have we done? Concentrate on yourself. Hmm? Yeah. So what I'm, I'm saying that 2,000 church buildings before we were born, they were not there. By the time we are dead and gone, there should be those 2,000 church buildings with people everywhere. In Jesus' name. It has happened practically. And it's going to take our joint effort and wisdom and revelation from God to be able to do something like that. And I believe it has happened already. In Jesus' name. Are you excited about that? Is it powerful? Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to give. Bless those in Malaysia who are giving, in China, in Australia, everywhere, America, England, Ghana, everywhere. Bless. Bless as we continue to give tithes even in such times. In Jesus' name. No one will lose their job. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We welcome Kiziah. It came to pass in those days that Jesus went out into a mountain to pray. Continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he chose his 12 disciples, Peter, Andrew, Philip, James, and John. Matthew, Thomas, and Simon, Bartholomew, and Judas, one of you will be a traitor, one of you will repay my love with hatred, one of you will repay good with evil. Mary Cleophas, 
Mary Magdalene. John was standing there at the cross. Jesus saw these faithful ones whose eyes were filled with love. But there will be traitors, there will be unfaithful men. You will learn to depend on God. When your heart is broken, one of you will be a traitor. One of you will repay my love with hatred. One of you will repay good with evil. One of you will be From human beings, don't be a fool. If you want to be like Jesus, oh, you will see the same things he saw, especially the painful things. One of you will be a traitor, one of them will repay my love with hatred. One of them will be ungrateful. Don't let it be you. One of them will be a traitor. One of them will repay my love with hatred. One of them will repay good with evil. One of them will be ungrateful. Don't let it Bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.